0: This is Brett number one from Spokane, Washington. I've been best friends, best friends with Jesse Dolomar for 25 years. And I still wouldn't listen to that piece of shit show. I doubt it with Dolomar. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Thank you for joining us, everybody, for episode 413 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore, and I am seated across from. The most talented laid in podcast land, Brittany Page.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Are you sure about that?
0: No. (laughs) I am very rarely sure of anything.
1: Yeah, that's a a good way to be, (laughs) I think. How are you? I am great. You know, we recently had the California primary election.
0: We did. In fact, the entire state of California did. Not just us. That's
1: I'm saying we. Like, as in
0: Californians? As in
1: Californians, yeah. The Californians.
0: Hey, Stuart, <laughs> what What are you doing here?
1: <laughs> For people who don't know what's happening right now, it's an SNL skit. I
0: think everybody knows. I don't In fact, know. I think we have this conversation. We do? Every time. Oh. Usually it's me acting like no one knows the skit, and then I get rebuffed on Twitter and through email that, hey, Dick. We know.
1: All right. So I'm going to get the messages now. Um, yeah, we had our uh, primary election. That and, is right. And um, we are in the 48th district of California.
0: Dana Rohrbacher is our incumbent. Right. The Kremlin candidate.
1: And then we've had Harley Ruda on the show twice. That and is right. he is uh, still trying to secure the top spot there um, against... The
0: second place. Yeah. Him and and Dr.
1: Hans Hans Kirstead. Yes. Every uh, mailer that I get has a picture of him in front of a microscope It's because he's a doctor. It's so fucking dumb. (laughs) But we went to um, Harley's election night viewing party or whatever. I think they
0: call him a victory party, even though the outcome is uncertain.
1: Yeah. And um, it was in Laguna Beach. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we, <laughs> you had a little bit of an interesting experience, which I think probably happens to you somewhat often when the topic comes up of you having, uh, been a Marine.
0: Yeah. I, I, it never gets easier for me either. It's not like you would think I would like develop a strategy, Yeah. but I, I think it, it's like wishful thinking that like, it's never going to happen again, so I don't right. have to develop a strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was kind of awkward to listen to, um, but I was just listening, and I, I was acting like I wasn't a part of the conversation, and this guy was talking to you, and... He was a
0: photographer for the Orange County Register. Yeah, yeah. and he...
1: <laughs> Actually, before you guys started talking, I think the reason you started talking was because he was taking practice shots... Of me,
0: of you judging the food. Yeah, I
1: was like looking at the, like lifting up the burger under the bun and like looking at it, like what, what is this? With a classic yeah.
0: judgmental Britney Page what face. What
1: kind is this? Real meat or is this a veggie burger? You know, <laughs> <It was so laughs> great. evaluating the ingredients. And then
0: you got caught by surprise with a flash. Yeah, and I the, looked up. I'm the like, oh, uh, the camera. Yeah,
1: don't use that one. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be the front page of the OC Register. Um, <laughs> so he said he was just practicing, but then you guys struck up a conversation and he learned that you're a former Marine. Yeah. And then he asked you to do the ooh-rah.
0: Ooh rah. I yeah. don't remember
1: how he phrased it. I think he was like, can I get an rah Yeah.
0: Can I get an oorah? And I was like, oh, huh, yeah. Like, I thought it was joke. And then no. He was it like, no, was, no, no just no. a little bit of yeah, an no, oorah. I want to hear rah from you. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not much of an rah guy. <laughs> And and still insisted that I say the word.
1: Yeah, it was very strange. And I don't know if you've had that specific thing happen to you, where someone asks you to to give them no. I've actually
0: that I've never had where I'm forced to it just. It's like a forced march. It's that, yeah. that's my because he
1: there was something about it. I mean, he wanted he was, no just a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I need to hear insistent. a little bit of the oorah. It was like very strange, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. I... I, I i was weirded out by it what
1: else do you get what do people want from you when they learn that they want to know like what what do they want to know
0: well usually it's just like the the kind of like what your cv what what's your resume give me your you know give me in depth where you were stationed and what you did and
1: Mm -hmm. i don't like to to rank you yeah i guess important or relevant your work was or something well, it's a weird. Or how much action you saw. Yeah, that's kind another of a thing. thing.
0: Yeah. I, I've, uh, it's kind of like the other table of, of, of folks that we talked to, mm-hmm. which was a great conversation with those people, mm-hmm. where I said that, you know, everybody you meet who was in the military was always special forces or a Navy SEAL or force recon or green beret. Everybody was a special operator, which obviously is bullshit. It's people who are trying to. There's a common vernacular that's it's called uh, stolen valor. Those people are a little weird who get obsessed with that, but uh, it it is a weird thing, and I don't like getting into it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a special operator, Mm -hmm. but it's almost there's almost like a level of disappointment when you uh, say that you weren't, you know, Rambo. Mm -hmm. So I don't even like to get into it all the time.
1: Yeah, well, it's weird that people want to go there too, and I. I know um, people talk uh, about people like asking um, in the vein of how, mu- how much action did you see, how many people did you kill, or whatever, like those <laughs> kinds of questions.
0: Right, and, which is uncool. Yeah,
1: that's that's insane. And also, it reminds me of my my first boyfriend who was a Mormon. <laughs> And not a marine, and, no, a Mormon. But listen, <laughs> uh, apparently he thought he was a marine. Um, I he came back from his mission, his and, tour of duty, right? <laughs> and uh, we were having a conversation, and it was not going well. And um, it was not. Going I well. I asked him.
0: You, we, we did the conversation go like this? Uh, Estor, hey, what <laughs> what are you doing here?
1: No. <laughs> It did not go like that. Uh, Because his name
0: wasn't Stuart or some other reason. It was
1: not Stuart. Um, I think he was just unhappy with how much I had changed. Um, It
0: wasn't like you were a Mormon when you dated him how no how how much change did he expect
1: well i mean i he probably didn't expect me to be watching like fast times at ridgemont high with my like eight-year-old sister and like laughing about all the like dick jokes in the movie or something i don't know um
0: did he rush out of the room during the pool scene
1: uh (laughs) he rushed out of the house anyway let me just tell the story so (laughs) I um I I asked him how many people he converted while he was on his mission. And seems like
0: a reasonable question. And
1: yeah, I'm like, you know, how much uh, did you get done for the church, right? Did you?
0: (laughs) How many souls did you? Yeah, did you make
1: it worth worth their while? Um, And he said that's an inappropriate question. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he said that's like asking a soldier when they come back from war how many people they killed. And I said. No, it's not. (laughs) It is definitely not that.
0: I was looking for that.
1: It's definitely not. It is definitely not the same thing as that.
0: Yeah, it is most assuredly (laughs) not the same thing. Yeah. So that is a number you think you'd be proud to talk about.
1: Yeah. How many I
0: saved this many people from burning in hell for eternity. Yes. This is something I want to broadcast. I mean, broadcast. it's serious
1: business. Yeah. How many members did you bring in? How much money are you pulling in for that's that organization? Right, that's right. Right? You should be proud of that. You're a businessman, entrepreneur. Get out there. The church is getting its money's <laughs> worth, y'all. Oh. That Oh, is not the same at all. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Um, but he made me feel like that was an inappropriate question. But I wasn't like, you know. That is a question
0: <laughs> I've heard before. Many times I've heard that.
1: Which one? The killing? H-
0: have you killed anybody?
1: Yeah, that's so strange to me. Yeah, it's very. Were people drunk when they asked it?
0: Oh, if drunk, sober. It's it's a pretty common dick face thing to ask.
1: Yeah, just that's. Well, first of all, how do you respond to that?
0: Well, even let's let's say that it's not to me. Let's say it's to someone who like has PTSD or yes, a very absolutely. serious, very common thing that you bring home. Um. From war. Right. From the horror of war. Yeah. And you get, it, then they're just bringing it back. I know. I just, it's a, it's a, I don't even think it's like, oh, I can understand why you'd ask. It's a dick face thing to ask. It's someone who's been desensitized by, by movies and shit yeah. and thinks that it's, it's like this sanitized thing mm-hmm. when no, it's a fucking terrible, terrible yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: I could see Donald Trump. Asking that question, oh, yeah. being that for t- sure, because he is Mister Movie Guy, has watched military movies, yeah. the Invisible Jet, the you Invisible know Jet. all yeah. of <laughs> all of that stuff. He he has been um, fooled into believing that it's like a fantasy or something, or that it's not as serious as it actually is. Yeah, and I could see him being the type of person that asked that question
0: because if you are a normal, healthy, decent human being, like the vast majority. Of members of the military. That's going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the enemy. Yeah. It's something that you always have to grapple with. That you right. took another human being's life. Right. So, I mean, we we really went into the weeds here with yeah. the, the dumb OC register uh, <laughs> photographer asking me to say oorah. Yeah. But...
1: This one innocuous request has turned into this very deep conversation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> very unplanned. So, anyway... Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you again for joining us. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your ratings and reviews. We appreciate you following us on Twitter, at Brittany E. Page and at Dolamore. And even if you threw the, the podcast Twitter, a, a, a follow, at I Doubt it Podcast.
1: Yeah, but following us is really more important. It's
0: very, very much important. Yeah, yeah. So let's, as we always do, get into some listener communication, helping us move the conversation forward on an episode-by-episode basis. First, let's go to Texas.
2: Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. This is Ruben holding it down for y'all in Texas. Uh You know, I've never wanted, felt the urge to call in, but the ZTE scandal got me. You know, it it pushed me over the edge. Like, it's just crazy how how low society has gotten. That that's not the biggest scandal. Like, I mean, he Trump is in in the midst of a of a what they call well, investigation on working with Russia, but, and then just under everybody's eyes, he does that. Like, oh man, I don't know. Hopefully y'all can uh do your thing about turning a positive side on, because man, society is looking pretty bad right now. But thank y'all, and uh, I think both of y'all are the best part. <laughs> all right, but
1: so are we. Are we optimistic? Do we? <laughs>
0: I'm just as frustrated as Ruben. Yeah, but he just as frustrated. I think
1: he said like, "Do what you do." And
0: oh, I don't know. I, I, get, to, I a... get told all the time that I'm an optimist. So I think people. I, listen, Brittany. I serve a very, very important role for yeah. America. It's <laughs> keeping them, keeping them positive. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm gathering that. Um, I do not think I am optimistic. So maybe he's speaking to you.
0: Well, let me say, Ruben. I, I absolutely do share your frustration, and the ZTE thing is a very strange, and, and it it points to a larger issue, and that is the the rampant pace. of of scandal surrounding the Donald Trump administration that something like this where a, where a sitting president tweets to the world and announces his plan to bolster the chinese job economy to the tune of 91,000 jobs and help make china great again even though they this specific company and you know the nation of china poses a national security threat to to our to our nation, he's gonna fly in the face of that and, and 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 help China. That would be the largest scandal of the month. That would be a possibly uh something that would let's say, you know, like in, in the in the in the scope of congressional investigations, that would be a Benghazi style years long investigation that would, you know, seemingly go on forever. Mm-hmm. But not with Donald Trump. It, it you know It's a half a day in the news.
1: In the news. In the
0: news because it's Donald Trump. And there's so much insanity going on.
1: Yeah. Well, I am glad that some focus is being um, directed toward Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Because she tries to play it innocent and act like she's just a daughter. And we talked yeah. about that last time. It but- really is
0: the ultimate having your cake and eating it too.
1: Right, but more problematic news came out about her trying to connect Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's personal attorney, yeah. with a Russian who offered to help with a Moscow Trump Tower. And she's all tangled up in right. this too. She's dirty too. Yeah, and she tries to act like she's she's not, right? And the focus is typically on Jared Kushner, but she's right there yeah. in it with him.
0: I think that, well, one, she's... She's not going to be immune. Her and uh, Donald Trump Jr. are going to be pulled in and questioned by Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. This is my, my opinion on the matter.
1: Prognostication. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm setting myself up to toot my own horn when it happens. Yeah.
1: Um. You keep a running list.
0: I wish we had a whiteboard that you're I could ready. actually keep We have list.
1: two whiteboards.
0: I wish I had a whiteboard... To keep the list on. Take one Our of the whiteboard two whiteboards
1: white. and create that list. Why don't
0: you go ahead and do that? <laughs> Why don't you go? Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the matter at hand. Oh, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> well, <on> here, <laughs> uh, They're going to be questioned, but I think Mueller I- inadvertently maybe has given Ivanka a false sense of security mm. because she, even Trump, um, mag Americans mm-hmm. believe that she is Oh, she's not even a target. She's not even being in the crosshairs at all. Mm -hmm. She is. And it's like I say, if we know about this now, Robert Mueller's known for six months to a year. Mm -hmm. And imagine the other shit that we don't know that he does know in that orbit, in the orbit of the people in the family. It is, it's not going to be good for them. So she might be, she can have her cake and eat it too in her own fucking mind. It's not going to go that way when when the questioning starts from the special counsel so keep your chin up Ruben. keep your chin up all right let's go to new york
3: hi jesse and Brittany. this is joseph from new york and i just wanted to talk about the uh the recent decision that the supreme court made regarding the the baker and denying the gay couple you know all that stuff and it just boggles my mind that it's 2018, you know, you would think that, you know, with all the progress made with LGBT rights and, you know, it's just, like, why is this stuff still happening? It would, I, I know why it's still happening. It's because we have a president and his administration that believes in, you know, quote-unquote religious freedom. Like, that's just – Religious freedom is just two words used to disguise the fact that you're essentially a homophobe. Like, you're just like, oh, what What makes religion more important than basic human rights is what I'm saying. Like, you're just denying these people basic human rights. And, that, and then you have these people that are like, oh, like – you know, the, these Muslims or, or whoever in the Middle East, they're executing gay people. Like, we don't do that. And yeah, we, Christians and Catholics, they don't do that, but you know, they're denying, uh, they're denying their right to be married up until a few years ago. They're denying, uh, baking cakes for them. They're denying all these things to gay couples. So, which is worse. And it just, it just pisses me off, but you know. I just wanted to, to, I'm I'm assuming you guys are going to cover it on one of these shows, so just let me know your thoughts on that. Thanks for all you guys do, and Brittany's the best part. Bye.
1: Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. So that was awesome. Thank you for the call, um, because that does give us a chance to talk about it. And uh, for those who may not be following... The... Without
0: the call, we wouldn't have been able to talk about it. So
1: No, I think without the call, we weren't going to talk about it. I think that's right, right? We weren't going to talk about it? No,
0: it's not on the slate. Yeah. So,
1: um, so how dare you try to uh, ruin the beautiful point how that I was making? How dare getting... you, sir? Thank you. Um. So this was the Masterpiece Cake Shop with Jack Phillips, who believes he is an artiste.
0: Yes, the artist defense. Art-
1: Artiste with the cakes that he makes—they are pretty, but
0: well, let's let's first say that the the substance of the ruling from the Supreme Court wasn't that it's okay or legal to discriminate or not bake a cake. Because if if you have a, a, a business that offers a public accommodation.
1: Right. I was going to get there. but oh, um, All right. So what happened was he, well, done here, Jack Phillips, the artiste with masterpiece cake shop, um, wow. would not make a wedding cake for two gay men who came into his shop and wanted a wedding cake.
0: Look, I'll sell you a cupcake, but uh, I can't do the wedding cake.
1: Right. And so those... That t-
0: violates my artistic principles under Jesus. So. Yeah.
1: The two men complained to the Colorado Civil Rights She's Commission, no! <laughs> which decided against Phillips and actually also made him um, like go through an anti discrimination training. Okay, this yeah. a, uh, Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and so the decision from the Supreme Court. You're right, it it didn't say anything about the question of whether anti-discrimination laws should supersede religious beliefs in other cases that they may hear in the future. Keep in
0: mind, it was a seven to two ruling. Right. It's they, not a five, four. This didn't, the, the court didn't split on partisan lines.
1: Right. The, the focus, the focus was on the handling of Jack Phillips's case by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission that they were um, hostile to his religious beliefs in ordering him to undergo the anti-discrimination training. And so um, it was only Ginsburg and uh, Sotomayor who um, dissented. Yeah. And so you had Elena Kagan,
2: um, right.
1: Kennedy uh, that went with the majority. Um, and it's, it's because of that reason they weren't saying anything about um, discrimination and and the role that religious beliefs pl- right. play, um, it was about how he had been treated.
0: And they were, it was controversial, even among people, um, you know, you know uh, clear-thinking members of the left, that he was, they were dicks. They were unduly critical and weird to him. Um, look, I believe he, well, I think it's, it goes unsaid, he's a bigot. It, it's the definition of bigotry. <laughs> so... I'm not we're not carrying water for this guy. We're not standing in in, in his stead to to defend him. But we want a blind justice system that doesn't um, that just does its job and doesn't add harassment or, you know, you don't need a court to be a dick. Just do your ruling, do your job and be done with it. Yeah. And they didn't just do that.
1: Well, my favorite thing was Donald Trump Jr who tweeted about this and he said, "Quote, I am reading about a 7 to 2 vote. Pretty sure that's not narrowly. At least two dem leaning justices must have agreed." Mocking the the coverage of the ruling is yeah. narrow. Not um, understanding
0: the, the 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 legal terminology.
1: Yeah, the the scope of the legal decision was narrow. Was narrow. Right. Not by a narrow margin, yeah. you turd. I,
0: He's a fucking moron. Just
1: read a little <laughs> bit more of the article that you're, that's making you feel outraged. Just read yeah. a little bit more. Maybe just one more paragraph, and it would have some information to that would chill. help you not tweet very dumb things.
0: Moron. So, but let's talk about the question. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly okay to discriminate against gays. Yeah. Clearly, I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't even know why you would say that because someone can just isolate it. Thanks
0: for giving everybody ideas. You're welcome. Good times. Listen. Well, I like- I agree with Joseph on the on w- w- when he said that people use this uh, deeply held religious belief as a as a as a hiding place, as cover and concealment for their bigotry. I don't think it's working anymore. It might work with MAG Americans. It might work with the red-hatted morons um, in Donald Trump crowd and, you know, Mike Pence land. But it is 2018, and the vast majority of Americans understand that you you don't get to do that. Just because there aren't federal protections offered for gay, lesbian, trans Americans— doesn't mean it's 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 okay to do, look. Our congressman here, we mentioned him at the top of the show, Dana Rohrabacher, just got into trouble, even with Republicans, for saying that it's okay to not sell your home to to gays. That's it's insane. It's fucking outrageous. Yeah. And when when this when a case a case will eventually make it to the Supreme Court that they rule on the substance of the question, and when that happens. Um, I believe it will be ruled correctly that you, you know, equal protection under the law. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you also hear this, I, we're, I'm all scattered fucking shot here, but you also hear people say, are, was that you falling asleep over there?
1: Maybe. <laughs> well, I don't want to lose track of my point, so I'm hoping you hurry up. Okay,
0: well, don't listen to anything I say, remember your point. Here we go. Oh, I forgot my point. <laughs> no, no. So, um you hear people i see it all over Facebook that are you gonna make a muslim uh or, or are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna have a, a black black baker uh bake a cake with a kkk message on it the court courts have ruled that that is language mm-hmm. that actually is a speech issue right because there was a a, a gay group that wanted some some message written on a t-shirt and a t-shirt maker in Kentucky wouldn't do it. And the court ruled. And I think rightly. Right. That that is speech.
1: Right. This isn't, there is
0: no message. It's not, I support gay marriage. It's just a cake for a wedding for two dudes.
1: Right. That argument would work if the couple had requested um, a dick be dressed up in a tuxedo and then another dick be in a wedding dress. Um, But like that wasn't the request. You know what I'm saying? So that's not a good argument. That
0: sounds like a cool cake though.
1: (laughs) Just gave you guys ideas. Was, I'm full was, of them. Was
0: that the idea you were holding on to?
1: No. <laughs> no, actually, I, my favorite part of this case and why I keep saying artiste is because he went hard with that argument. And if you listen to the arguments that they had before the court, which if you haven't, you need to go do that or read them at least, Um they went hard with this whole, he's an artist.
0: Speaking of dick cakes. He's an artist. Real and hard.
1: and real And all these pictures that he posed for where he's painting and, yeah. all, and all the paints are blurred in the background they, of this artistic photo. Yeah, and, they
0: produced videos of him with like,
1: oh. Yeah, uh, like he has a, a fake black thin mustache that's pointed up <laughs> and he has his little palette with all the colors and he's painting the cake all delicately.
0: He was seconds away from cutting off his own ear. I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> really just to drive the point home. Yeah,
1: that was a really uh, highbrow joke. Thank you. Um, so uh, that is the thing that I wanted to talk about because I found it hilarious. And that was it. Make sure I didn't want to forget that. <laughs> Super good point to make. <laughs> oh,
0: Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate the call very much. So from Texas to New York on to Ohio.
4: Hey guys, John from Ohio here. Was just listening to episode 412 uh, when you guys were talking about Samantha B calling Ivanka Trump a cunt. Nice. Um, and Jesse, you said something about um, like using female uh, uh, nicknames for the f- female genitals as uh, like a negative thing. Um, and you mentioned like calling a guy a pussy. Um, actually the term pussy when referring to somebody being, you know, weak or scared actually is short for the word, uh, pusillanimous. It actually has nothing to do with female genitals. Um, somehow that got conflated, you know, at some point they started calling the female, you know, the vagina, a pussy. Um, and those two things kind of got, um, merged. Um, but the actual term calling somebody a pussy, meaning that they're, you know, scared or weak or whatever, uh, comes from pusillanimous So it actually has nothing to do with uh, the female genitals. So, uh, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, love the show. Brittany's the best part. Thanks guys.
1: Love the show. Britney's the best part. Bye. I think we should isolate the way. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> that he um, said both of the naughty words because it was <laughs> yes, it, it was perfect.
0: <laughs> the, he put there a was little... no
1: hesitation. Well,
0: also it, it it he didn't. I don't know that he meant. I, I don't. I clearly, I don't think he meant to. But it was like he put a little extra stank on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. When he said cunt and "pussy," both were yeah very. Um, pronounced
1: yes so we should isolate those and make those a drop just i mean we probably won't use them but just so you can have them on hand
0: (laughs) i need to get you a soundboard connected to the to the mixer Mm -hmm. so you can play your 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 favorites yeah i think i think that's a good idea yeah yeah so (laughs) um i didn't know this i actually looked it up and pusillanimous is a that is that's i it's amazing yeah I like being taught stuff. Yes. I wonder how the vagina got the 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 nickname mm-hmm. of pussy. You know like how pusillanimous the shortened version of pusillanimous pussy ended up being. Nothing, huh?
1: <laughs> Are you expecting an answer from me? Because I don't have. That. I would.
0: I would uh, appreciate you uh, postulating what you think it might be.
1: I think John could answer that question And I'm actually mad at him for not including that In his fact check yeah. voicemail um, banned from the show Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know I don't know anything about the history of that I should probably look into it Or maybe I'll run into it in the book that I'm reading Down Girl, The Logic of Misogyny by Kate Mann um, <laughs> I don't, You had that ready to go What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did learn a new word recently, though. Puzzleanimous? No, it's my new favorite word, and it's slubberdegullion.
0: Oh, slubberdegullion. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, like a, a uh, an asshole.
1: A dirty rascal.
0: A dirty rascal. Scoundrel. wretch. Slubber to Gullion.
1: Yeah. Did I say wrench or wretch? I meant I, to say wretch. I, I think I kind of blended them together. I,
0: I listen to about 25% of what you say. Perfect. I just I'm programmed that way.
1: Okay, so we have some emails to read. Um we have one from Rebecca. Hi Jesse and Brittany. This is Rebecca. It has an exclamation point, so I tried to read it like it did i've been listening to y'all for a while but this is only my second time contacting the show i wanted to thank you both for keeping up a conversation about toxic masculinity and uncles oh incels probably um but maybe uncles do. Maybe, too. I maybe don't know. she's got yeah, a bad Usually uncle. they're up to no good.
0: Her uncle is a notorious inside. Yeah,
1: in these <laughs> past couple weeks. Gender politics are something I'm passionate about. And as much as I love listening to you beautiful folks for current event information and other intriguing topics, but when the episodes contain discussions about rape, culture, sexual harassment, et cetera, I get really into it. I believe it was episode 409 where the asshole of today was a gynecologist who was exploiting his patients, hearing Brittany describe what he got away with for 20 years before facing punishment actually had my stomach turning i was shaking speaking of asshole today i don't know if you ever take requests but i have a good asshole of today for you in the vein of toxic masculinity if nothing else a video for you two to watch if you'd like and i'd love to hear your thoughts on
0: unfazed britney page thanks
1: for all you do rebecca and then she included link uh link to a video um, but yeah, we, we like hearing, um, recommendations for asshole of today and taking care of biz. So if you ever have those, you can tweet them to us at Brittany E page at Dollamore at I doubt it podcast, or you can uh, message the Facebook page, facebook.com slash I doubt it podcast. Is that it?
0: I think it's just, I doubt it with dollar. I
1: doubt it with Dollamore. Yeah. Um, and we're also happy to hear when people uh, like the conversation and get something out of it. I think that listeners tend to emphasize or appreciate some conversations more than others. Sure. Some people don't care about the more cultural conversations that we have. And really
0: um, focus more on the politics. Stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, yeah, some people feel the opposite. So it's good that there are people who um, appreciate different parts of it and... The well, it, it, listen, wide ranging spectrum.
0: Not to, to pull back the curtain and show how the sausage is made, but when you do this, when you you know you're 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 in infotainment, let's say you 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 do worry um, about. Listen, it, it would be easy to say, "Oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to talk about what I like and what's interesting to me." Well, you're not going to have an audience that long if you do that, because you know if I'm only entertaining to myself, I'm going to have an audience of one maybe dragging maybe two dragging brittany page along for the ride but we are very concerned and want to we want to talk about things that the audience appreciates and is into and uh, it's good to hear we love the feedback so thank you rebecca
1: Okay, so we do have other emails to read, but we are going to move on because we're doing hashtag third episode this week. And uh, so if you wrote to us an email and you're like, what the hell, where's my email? Uh, We will probably get to it next time. Yes. So check out. And that
0: also means there's still time. Yes. To get your emails and your voicemails in that we will feature. On episode 414. Exactly. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email those those voice memos to it at dollamore.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. There's also a contact page on the website dollamore.com that is just like an email form that just emails it right, right from there. So you can do that as well. Uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. We, we love the, the, the feedback. We love the discussion and uh, the listener participation. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com/slash I doubt it with Dollamore.
1: We have four new supporters.
0: New supporters.
1: Janice.
0: Janice. Laura. Laura.
1: And David. David. And that's only three. And the reason that I am going to pay special attention to the fourth name is because I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) And I'm very sorry. Here's my attempt. Katcha.
0: Katcha. How do you spell it?
1: K-A-T-J-A.
0: Oh, it's kind of almost little Kajartany. Yeah. Kajartan in Sweden slash the Norwegian from Sweden.
1: Yes. Um, so thank you so much.
0: Jartan, I mean.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for all of your beautiful support, you guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. You help move the conversation forward. You help us keep the lights on around here, and you help us keep everything up and running. So we really appreciate that. You
0: buoy our spirits and put wind in the sails of our ship.
1: You really <laughs> do, you guys. Thank you so much. We
0: love you guys. <üç> <laughs> <salsa surfciones> <backbone> <uming> <laughs> <upstairs> Dalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So, speaking of the Supreme Court case relative to the cakes, Peter Gregory, Brittany's new favorite, by the way. Peter Gregory is a White House correspondent, I believe, for ABC. And he asked a question. You tweeted. You're looking to be confused. I I think his
1: name is Peter Alexander. Oh. Yeah, his name is Peter Alexander.
0: Why did I write Peter Gregory?
1: I don't know. You're talking about the NFL players free speech exchange with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his name is Peter Alexander.
0: I'm a fucking dumb guy.
1: And he's a correspondent for NBC News.
0: Not ABC. Yeah. Damn. I just, can you, I got every, I got the first name right. Good
1: thing one of us cares about facts and (laughs) I have to sit here and counter all of your fake news and your attempts to distribute the fake news and without me here, who knows what would happen.
2: Stuart (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> what it do
1: here?
0: <laughs> Well Peter Alexander, mm. much to Britney's chagrin, is an NBC White House correspondent and he mixed it out all of that's gonna be edited out before, so. I'm joking. <laughs> you look to <at> me alarmed. <laughs>
1: I was actually trying to drink my smoothie. I
0: don't mind looking like an asshole. It's something I've become very accustomed to. Yeah. So Peter Alexander did mix it up with, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do this for a living, you know.
1: Yeah. Hashtag third episode, everybody.
0: <laughs> so he he mixed it up with her on this question about free speech uh, the, if he believes in free speech for the for the for the cake maker, the artiste, uh-huh. <laughs> th- then why why is it any different for the NFL and players who want to protest? If the White House supports the baker's right of free speech, why doesn't the White House support the player's right to free speech?
5: Uh, The president doesn't think that this is an issue simply of free speech. He thinks it's about respecting uh, the men and women of our military. It's about respecting our national anthem. And it's about about standing out of pride for that. Uh, Sorry, take one last
3: question. Will he He commit to a roundtable?
0: Will he commit? Will the president then, if it is about free speech and he supports these ideas, Will the president commit to a roundtable with America's athletes on topics of social injustice?
5: Certainly be happy to ask him.
0: Uh, She is the worst. You know, I saw a a public opinion poll the other day um, that she's at 30 percent. The president is like at 41 percent. I think it just ticked up today to like 44 percent, which is inexplicable to me. But she is widely disliked. And yeah. it's for shit like this.
1: Yeah. Well, many people have said, what, what is the point of even having these anymore? And the point is, uh, there has to be some attempt To get an answer. If if you just give in and you allow them to have it their way and shut out the press entirely, then they win. And like Jim Acosta, I believe, tweeted the other day that sometimes the non-answers are an answer in and of themselves. That's what I was going to say. So what they're not willing to say still gives you some information. Well,
0: we get to witness the... the The shittiness, it it is good because America gets to see how evasive they are to the truth.
1: Not only that, it has been particularly interesting this week with the report that came out saying that uh, Donald Trump's attorneys uh, sent the information to Robert Mueller and said, yes, in fact, he did um, dictate the statement. Um, in response to the Trump Tower meeting when all that stuff broke, remember? And yeah. they were trying to act like, no, he, he didn't have any part in issuing that statement. He didn't have any. He didn't know what was going on. They tried to act like he had no, he played no role in it whatsoever. They flatly
0: said he didn't have anything. She flatly said it from her own fucking mouth. Right. Lie.
1: And so she's being asked about that multiple times this week and being just as evasive as you would expect.
0: Thanks, Sarah. I want to ask you about the uh, lawyer's letter uh, to the special counsel. You said last August that the president did not dictate the statement about the Trump Tower meeting during the campaign, but the lawyer's wrote to the special counsel that the president did dictate that statement. Uh, What's the reason for that discrepancy?
5: Uh, Like you said, this is uh, from a letter from the outside counsel, and I direct you to them to answer that question. Deborah. Once again, you're referencing a letter that came directly from uh, outside counsel, and I would refer you to them to answer that question. Deborah.
0: They are specifically asking here, you made a definitive statement from the podium in the White House press briefing room. That the president did not have a role in drafting that. Now the president's lawyers, in the memo that they sent to Robert Mueller, admit that he did have a role, which means you lied about it before, or you were lied to about it before and, and, and said the wrong information. You don't have to forward it on to White House counsel. They're asking you, Sarah, about your statement. It's that simple. There were several other instances where the question was asked and not answered.
5: Peter, On the, Sir, we'll Peter. sorry, like I'm going to keep going. Peter?
6: Sorry, Sarah,
3: I'm welcome back. You know, August, you said he certainly didn't dictate the statement. I wonder if you could tell us the basis of your comment when you made that in August and do you think that still stands? Is that still operative statement or do you, do you retract that? Well, uh,
5: once again, this is a reference back to a letter from the outside August, council. August. I, I understand, but it's also pertaining to a letter from the president's outside council and therefore I can't answer and I would direct you to the What was your basis for saying it in August? Though? Once again, I'm not going to get into a back and forth and I would encourage you to reach out to the outside council. Sure, so I was watching this live, and I was
1: alone. I'm surprised
0: you still have hair left, because you, you get worked
1: on. Yeah, up. <laughs> I was sitting in here yelling and saying some naughty words and saying that you said it. You don't need to refer anyone to anywhere you said it. It was
0: a beautiful sight, and ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the other room in my office at my desk and Brittany is in the studio still at the at the at the podcast desk. <laughs> you were screaming. Yeah. You, you were audibly frustrated i couldn't see well this
1: is maddening i can't imagine what it's like to be in the room and you're trying to ask this person who you work with every day because they're talking to her more often throughout the day this isn't the only time they interact with her and so then the cameras are on and they're trying to ask her these questions and about her own statements about things that fell out of her own mouth yeah and she can't even Give them a straight answer about something she said. It's just the strangest thing to watch happen.
0: The strangest thing to watch happen continued.
1: If
3: you're saying one thing from the podium that it wasn't dictated by the president, and his lawyers are saying something entirely different, contradicting you, how are we supposed to know what to believe? How can we believe what you're saying from the podium if his lawyers are saying? It's entirely inaccurate.
5: Once again, I can't comment on a letter uh, from the president's outside counsel. I direct you to them to answer it, John. But Sarah, the yeah. words
3: are literally: you said he did not dictate. The law you said he did. What is it? I'm Has not
5: going to respond together? to a letter from the president's outside counsel. We purposely walled off, and I would refer you to them for comment, John. Thank you.
0: In what world is that okay? The answer is no world. It's not okay. It's not normal, and we should not let this become just an everyday, well, that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. We should maintain our outrage Mm -hmm. because this should not stand.
1: Well, and you have organizations like the Daily Caller tweeting, um, look at how rude April Ryan was to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And this was on the same day that all this happened. And April Ryan was simply... She was frustrated. Okay, I'll give you that. But she was simply trying to get an answer. And when Sarah Huckabee Sanders tries to move on and ignore someone and not take responsibility for what she's saying, it, it would be frustrating to be talked to like that when you're not able to do your job because they refuse to give answers. And so April Ryan wasn't being rude. She was being just as aggressive as you sometimes see Jim Acosta being. Which is completely okay. As you sometimes see Brian Karam uh, being. And it's absolutely okay. Or
0: Peter, Gabriel, Gregory slash Alexander. Alexander. (laughs) The jury's still out. We're not sure what his name is.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) In those instances, and that's actually what you need. And you need more of reporters saying... Uh, yeah, you're going to need to answer her question, which is what April Ryan's colleague did when Sarah Huckabee Sanders tried to move on. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he he did not start asking his question and he did not allow Sarah Huckabee Sanders to move on. Yeah. He allowed April Ryan to continue.
0: And then we have Donald Trump tweeting the other day about transparency. We need transparency. That's why they want to push for this DOJ uh, IG report. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Donald
1: Trump loves transparency.
0: Transparency, my ass. (laughs) We just witnessed what is not transparency. Mm -hmm. The other thing is when she insisted nine times. Somebody put this video together, but this is nine times insisting that Donald Trump has, quote unquote, done nothing wrong. If there ever was a moment or a series of moments where the from the Shakespeare quote about protesting too much, this is it.
5: Thankfully, the president hasn't done anything wrong and wouldn't have any need for a pardon. Once again, thankfully, the president hasn't done anything wrong and therefore wouldn't need one. And the president knows that the special counsel isn't needed because once again, he hasn't done anything wrong. There was no obstruction, no collusion and no wrongdoing.
0: Does the president believe that he is above the law?
5: Uh, certainly not. The president hasn't done anything wrong. Once again, the president hasn't done anything wrong, and we feel very comfortable in that front. Thankfully, the president hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything wrong. The president hasn't done anything wrong. I'm not sure how else I can answer that question. I'm not aware of um, a recommend or an ask or a recommendation, but certainly uh, would reiterate the fact that the president hasn't done anything wrong.
0: Again, not normal not okay
1: well also think about other um press secretaries and how often they had to say the president hasn't done anything wrong there's no obstruction, there's no, no collusion, <laughs> collusion, the president hasn't done anything wrong. This is not typical in the way that um, right this scandal is not common.
0: Well, the last time...
5: W- th- th- was, th- was, this,
1: would... was this asked of George W. Bush all the time? Because they try to act like it's the liberal media that is out to get this right. president. Well, then you would have to show that this has been a pattern from the liberal media right. that just attacks Republican presidents, but you can't because that's not the case. It
0: didn't happen for eight years of Obama. It didn't happen for eight years of George W. Bush. The last president that you can account that this kind of thing happened, and not even with this frequency, was Bill Clinton. Which leads us to our next topic. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton put his stupid, vile, woman-abusing predator foot into his mouth when asked a question about whether or not he did the right thing during the monica Lewinsky scandal
7: this march monica Lewinsky pinned an op-ed in vanity fair taking responsibility for her part in the scandal but also admitting that years later she was diagnosed with ptsd from the unrelenting public scrutiny one of the things that this this me too era has done it's forced a, a lot of women uh, to speak out one of those women Monica Lewinsky. She wrote in an op ed that the Me Too movement changed her view of sexual harassment. Quote, he was my boss. He was the most powerful man on the planet. He was 27 years my senior with enough life experience to know better. He was at the time at the pinnacle of his career while I was in my first job uh, out of college. Looking back on what happened then through the lens of Me Too Now, do you, do you think differently or feel more responsibility? No, I felt terrible then.
6: And I came to grips with it. Did you ever apologize And no, Yes. And nobody believes that I got out of that for free. I left the White House $16 million in debt. Oh, poor you. But you typically have ignored gaping facts in describing this. And I bet you don't even know them. This was litigated 20 years ago. Two-thirds of the American people sided with me. They were not insensitive to that. I had a sexual harassment policy when I was governor in the 80s. I had two women chiefs of staff when I was governor. Women were overrepresented in the attorney general's office in the 70s. I'm
0: going to pause it there. Yeah, I sexually harassed women. Yeah, I was accused of rape. But I had uh, women chiefs of staff. I should be let off the hook. Come on. This is disgusting. And if you are not outraged by this, but are outraged by Trump, you're doing it wrong. Bill Clinton is slash was, whichever way you want to look at it, a predator of women. A victimizer.
1: Yes. And so there's a lot that I want to say. Um, First of all, uh, Megan Garber, I talk about her a lot. She writes for The Atlantic and everything that she's written, um, I've loved. We
0: still got more clip to go.
1: And she wrote, uh, quote, working on behalf of women in general does not spare a person of accountability for his treatment of women in particular. And I really love that quote because here you have Bill Clinton and he's trying to say, look at all these women I didn't sexually abuse. Yes,
0: that's exactly (laughs) what he's doing.
1: Um, I, I have treated plenty of women with respect. Most, in fact, there's just a couple that I didn't. All right. So can you focus on the ones that I did treat with respect? And that's a very weird argument to make. And some people might say, listen, why are we still asking if he apologized to Monica Lewinsky 20 years later? And you have the answer to your question in the way that he answered his question. He's angry. He feels that he has... uh, he ha- he's no longer responsible for providing information about this, that he should be able to move past it. When some people. She
0: never has been able to.
1: Some people might argue that he should be able to move past it, that people make mistakes, that they can become different people. And I say that's true as well. People can make mistakes and become different people and change. I believe that. But his response to, did you apologize to Monica Lewinsky, is, yeah, I apologize to America. Well, that's not apologizing to Monica Lewinsky. Do you want to know why he should apologize to Monica Lewinsky and he should lead a charge here? And Hillary should as well. Go look at Monica Lewinsky's mentions on Twitter.
0: It is appalling.
1: There are people all day tweeting her about the sperm on the dress. She has not been allowed to escape this when she goes out in public, when she goes online. yeah. Can you imagine having to be reminded of the worst mistake of your life that you made as a 21-year-old intern?
0: That, that was on a global stage.
1: When you were 21 years old. Yeah. The worst, stupidest thing that you did. Most of us have done plenty of dumb shit. And we're allowed to move on from it because we don't live public lives. And we can move on from it and yeah. change and become different people and leave that behind. She hasn't been able to do that. People still wear the the... Um, Monica shirts at the Trump rallies.
0: Yeah, Hillary uh, sucks, but not li- quite like uh, Monica. Yeah, or all of that stuff. Yeah.
1: and and so there should be something here to. He should he should lead the charge, making some sort of statement that, that yes, I was a man in power. And that's what this Me Too movement is about. Recognizing what men in power should not be doing. And I was wrong. And I apologize to Monica and she doesn't deserve the treatment that she's still getting today.
0: But he didn't apologize, so he can't say that.
1: Yeah. And I, I said there that Hillary should be a part of that too. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I She
0: took a part in maligning all of, she, the, all of Bill Clinton's accusers. She and, absolutely should. And, and
1: she did take a part in that. And I think it's natural for a woman to have that reaction when her husband is cheating on her to lash out at the woman. So I, I kind of get that. Um, but...
0: Look, the, I, I can see it if it was the first time that he, that he had been accused. Mm-hmm. But this is a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. for a serial predator. Right. Bill Clinton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: L- let's let the clip play out
6: for their percentage in the bar. I've had nothing but women leaders in my office since I left. You are giving
7: one side and omitting facts. Mr. President, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to present a side. I'm no, not... no, I'm, you asked me if I agreed. The answer is no, I don't. And I, well, I asked if you'd ever apologized and you said you had. I have. You've apologized to her.
6: I apologize to everybody in the world. It is important to me that everybody who has been hurt Know that the sorrow I feel is genuine. First and most important, my family, Monica Lewinsky and her family.
7: But you didn't apologize to her. I have not talked to her. Do you feel feel like you owe her an apology? No,
6: I do. I, I, I do not. I have never talked to her. But I did say publicly on more than one occasion that I was sorry. That's very different.
7: Yeah, it is.
6: The apology was public.
7: And you don't think a private apology is owed?
6: I think this thing has been, it's 20 years ago. Come on, let's talk about JFK. Let's talk about, you know, LBJ. Stop already. I don't think President, you think President Kennedy should have resigned? Do you believe President Johnson should have resigned? Uh, Someone should ask you these questions because of the way you formulate the questions. I dealt with it 20 years ago plus, And the American people, two-thirds of them stayed with me. And I've tried to do a good job since then with my life and with my work. That's all I have to say to you.
0: That's all I have to say to you. You're not a a private citizen, Bill Clinton. You owe the American people an explanation when the American people ask questions about this. You were president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world who abused... Consensual or not, abused an employee, 30 years your junior. And then you have the temerity to paint yourself as a victim that you were $16 million in debt. Oh, boo hoo. This is vile and it shouldn't be accepted by the American people. Trying to couch your public apology, hey, sorry everybody, as a personal apology to Monica Lewinsky. And because of the way that our society is set up, Bill Clinton gets a pass because he's a man. And as you just said, Brittany, Monica Lewinsky has been shit upon for decades because of a mistake she made when she was barely in her 20s. Mm -hmm. Well, Bill Clinton, when um, maybe he watched how the interview came across and witnessed the aftermath, witnessed the backlash, he had uh, something a little bit more thoughtful to say the next day.
6: The truth is, the hubbub was I got hot under the collar because of the way the questions were asked. And I think what was lost are the two points that I made that are important to me. The suggestion was that I'd never apologized for what caused all the trouble for me 20 years ago. So first point is, I did. I meant it then and I meant it now. I apologized to my family to Monica Lewinsky and her family, and to the American people, before a panel of ministers in the White House, which was widely reported. So I was, I did that. I meant it then, and I mean it today. I live with it all the time. The second is that I support the Me Too movement, and I think it's long overdue. Uh. And I have always tried to support it in the decisions and policies that I've advanced.
0: So there, a day later, is saying, oh yeah, I did apologize to Malika Lewinsky and her family,
7: which is different than this. Well, I asked if you'd ever apologized and you said you had. I have. You've apologized to her. I apologize to everybody in the world. You didn't apologize to her.
6: I have not talked to her.
7: Do you feel like you owe her an apology? No,
6: I do. I, I, I do not. I've never talked to her. But I did say publicly on more than one occasion that I was sorry. That's very different. How? apology was public.
0: How do you apologize to someone having never talked to them? Answer me that. I wonder what percentage of the audience you'll have to tell me, audience. How many people are bristling right now and disagree with me? I think our audience is overwhelmingly liberal, overwhelmingly Democrat. If you disagree, I do want to hear from you. I want to know why you disagree. Is it that, that he's not a predator? You think that's too harsh? Or do you think that he should be let off the hook because it's been so long? Do you think this is good enough? I really would like to know. 657-464-7609. Email those voice memos. I doubt it at dollamore.com. It's the asshole of today. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. So... I want to refresh everyone's memory with Ted Cruz. He tweeted in uh, 2012, June 22nd, 2012. And he said, this is fantastic. He tweeted a a link to a video. Uh, Hysterical. This is fantastic. No man is above the law. And Obama seems to believe he's an emperor rather than a president. Okay, so Uh, we just want to set up the clip we're going to play because Ted Cruz was asked about Donald Trump pardoning himself with this with this tweet in mind about Obama being an emperor. Ted Cruz was asked how he feels about Donald Trump being able to pardon himself.
0: uh, Let me put one descriptor in there. Ted Cruz, constitutional scholar. He holds himself up as a constitutional expert. He was asked <laughs> about uh, the legality or the possibility of Donald Trump pardoning himself.
4: To assess. Senator, the president says he
5: can pardon himself. Would you agree with that? Are you agree
2: with that? That is not a constitutional issue. I've studied, so uh, I will withhold judgment at this point.
1: He <laughs> took a long time to think about that. I want
0: to isolate the steps, mm-hmm. the him his clip clop in yeah. the in the marble halls of Congress. Mm-hmm. As when someone's not answering a question, just isolate that and play that clip clop, clip clop,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he was thinking in his head. I wish we could hear the thoughts.
0: Well, thankfully there was the second journalist to back up the first and Mm -hmm. ask the question again. Notice he didn't answer the question when the woman asked. Mm -hmm. It was when he was delicately and lightly cajoled by the male that he finally answered the question. I don't know if there's anything to that, but that is what happened. Asshole. Complete and utter. I mean, come on. We talked about it last episode, that. Donald Trump cannot pardon himself. Well, Because if he can pardon himself for something light, the same exact thing he can do for something major. And that's not the way it works. No one is above the law.
1: Yeah. So I that's why I also wanted to give context for it. Because he had uh, no problem talking about Obama's quote-unquote abuse of power and how he thinks he's an emperor and a king yeah. and all this. If you're using those terms about Obama... And uh, yeah, you you're not able to see something uh, nefarious happening here. What's wrong with you <laughs> with, partisanship. Ted, with me
0: or Ted Cruz? Because there's a lot with both. Well,
1: it's partisanship. <laughs> yeah. And they can they can act like there's an issue with Obama, but they can't see the true genuine issue here with Donald Trump. Yeah. So it's just very disturbing.
0: He's a disturbing, disturbing cartoon character. All right, everybody, we're going to leave you there. This is episode 413. We will be back tomorrow Tomorrow with hashtag third episode. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Voicemails, emails, uh, voice memos, 657-464-7609. Email voice memos from your smartphone to it at dollamore.com. We would love to continue this on the other side. If you would like to support the show, there is always Patreon as an option. If Patreon isn't your thing, uh, you can buy stuff on Amazon, dollamore.com slash Amazon. You can buy your dollamore type gear uh, at the merch dollamore.info and uh, rate and review on iTunes. We would love that. Please follow us on Twitter. At Dollamore and at Brittany E. Page. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore. This has been I Doubt.
2: What are you doing here?